Good Friday morning. Welcome back to the Risk Report with Rome and the Stoic. Today is February 12th, 2021. Um, for today's podcast, I'm actually going to be going into something a little more esoteric. Um, today's topic is going to be about synchronicities and signs in life. You know, so it's going to be a little out there. Um, I'm going to go into basically the signs that I've been seeing in my life throughout my life, <clears throat> what I think it means, uh, how I view it, because there's just some things that I just uh, I couldn't really fully ignore. And, um, you know, you just get a feeling. So let's start off with, for those, I'm actually going to go on, you know, go on uh, the internet here, and we're going to read what synchronicity really is uh, defined as. So let's see. Um, synchronicity is a concept first introduced by analytical psychologist Carl, Carl Jung, which holds that events are meaningful coincidences. If they occur with no causal relationship, yet seem to be meaningfully related. So, uh, something happening, and, and you feeling this, like, meaningful connection to whatever it was that happened. And um, so we'll give, you know, we'll give some examples throughout this podcast, you know, of, of signs of synchronicity that I've seen in my life. Um. A lot of it kind of has to deal with life itself and death and, um, you know, just a lot of, a lot of wild shit, honestly. And I've always been a little out there, you know, it says here, this is a, a, a paranormal psychology, a paranormal philosophy. What is this? Parapsychology, I see. Comes with a lot of skepticism, you know. People could just say uh, these things are coincidences, right? So how do you recognize the signs versus a coincidence is uh, let's try to get into that. Okay. So, you know, signs in life, they could be a legitimate sign that life is sending you through this like symbolic presence of the, the only way I can really explain it is going into my examples. So let's start off with, um, you know, uh, my, my buddy, Michael, who passed away on a motorcycle accident. And um, the last text he said to my friend when before they were going to go ride, he said, I'm going to watch you like a hawk. Okay. He said that to my, to my friend and it was his best friend. Um, and that was his last words really to him. And when we find out that he passed away in a motorcycle accident, um, they held his memorial in Daytona. And uh, me and John, we drove to Daytona. And on the way to Daytona, we had the sunroof open in the car. We were just, I don't know if we had music on or we were just chilling. But I remember looking up and seeing a hawk flying right over us, like right over the car. And John, you know, he, John's a very a logical, analytical person, not not a very, 
uh, you know, emotionally spiritual or anything like that. I'm not saying he's not a, you know, I'm not saying he's this rigid robot, right? But he's more on the analytical side and he saw that. And, you know, it's just things like that when you see that and you, you get this overwhelming feeling of, you know, almost calm, you know, almost calm. And there's just things that we can't really explain it as, as much as we try to explain that. And so these synchronicities in life and these signs in life, you can't, you can't necessarily explain it. You just got to take it in and, and interpret it how you interpret it. So I think that in order to recognize signs, you need to be open-minded. You need to be in tune with yourself. You need to be comfortable with your own skin. And you need to, uh, this is my personal belief, is for a person to really be recognizing signs like on that type of level, is um, you really have to, yeah, just be in tune with yourself, right? You, you have to be in tune with yourself. And you have to be following the right path. That's what I was trying to get at. You have to follow the right path in life. And I think that's what really then opens you up to being able to recognize these signs. So um, perhaps also having good intuition. You know, if you're a person that has good intuition about like, you know, it could be something simple as like uh, being at some house party or some gathering and you kind of notice like, oh, that glass is going to fall, you know, if somebody just hits it the right way and boom, it happens, right? It could be that simple intuition like that, or it could be more intuitive things of, you know, the nature of, you know, knowing when things are kind of going wrong. And so in order for to have that intuition, you know, people got to be more observant, and when you're more observant, you know, you're going to see things that you're not normally used to seeing. And so, you know, I'll talk about my experiences a little bit. We, let's go into first, though, let's go into, you know, what are signs of synchronicities? And, and I kind of go, we'll go through a range. So I'll go through like a silly one, you know, but, but who knows why it was these weird coincidences were happening. Um, when I was 16, I believe we went to watch that movie, the, the fourth kind, me and a couple buddies. And we went to watch the movie, the, the fourth kind. And, it, and that movie's about, um, you know, these people in Alaska that are getting abducted by aliens. And this lady is hypnotizing them and trying to get like, they're under hypnosis. They're, you know, trying to bring them back to that state of mind. And, uh, so yeah, um, anyways, I apologize. So, yeah, so we were watching the fourth kind crazy movie about alien abductions and really freaked me out uh, at the time. And so on the way home, literally every channel we flipped through on the radio station and it was, every song was about, um, Martians and, and, aliens and like weird it was weird right every single like sound uh station we returned into had that had like a 
alien song, like Lil Wayne, I'm a Martian. And we'd flip it and we'd be like kind of looking at each other, like freaked out, like what's going on. And so it was like that the whole ride home. And I get home and I uh, uh, go upstairs, go to sleep. It's or go get in bed. It's dark out. You know, my parents are all asleep and stuff. Uh, I think I was coming in at like midnight. And uh, all of a sudden I see this white light like go under my uh, – <laughs> under my door my dad didn't even know he was like i went to watch that movie or anything it's just that bright white light and i'm over here thinking like looking at it in my bed like oh my god i'm gonna get abducted it's happening right so there could be like weird silly coincidences like that or my later experiences when i got into you know more of who i am and all that uh they got into more serious like serious weird coincidences so um the first real big um sign in life that that made me flip and and think this way was when i was 21 years old and my homie had just passed away right um he was murdered and he was taken from us and he was also the person who influenced me to really rap and make music and pursue my passions. And, you know, I've spoken about Chase a lot. And um, So the first sign was being out at the beach, thinking about my buddy that had just passed away a couple of weeks prior, kind of coming to terms with that. And I was drinking a beer, just looking out into the ocean, sitting on the sand. And I pour one out for the homie. I pour out the beer a little bit. I look out into the ocean. By the time I look down, there's perfect, perfect heart in the sand. Like heart shape. It's unbelievable. And like, again, this overwhelming sense of calmness. This overwhelming sense of like, you know, wow, he's... He just heard me or something, you know, like he he's around or something. And I know his parents had a lot of crazy signs from him, too. Um, and so from there on, it was like everywhere I'd go, I'd see hearts, man. I'd see hearts at certain points in my life, certain parts in my life. And I would know that, OK, I'm doing the right thing. I'm following the right path. He's sending me a sign of love and, and the, the fact that you're doing what you love and keep, keep doing that. And so I, that's how I always looked at it. You know, I went and walked my cat at the time, this uh, cat I had, her name was Luna. I used to walk her in this park. Like it was a, a, you know, just like a closed out park with like a bridge and stuff, a wooden bridge. And it was like more private. And so I could walk her on the leash there and it was no problem. And uh, we'd go there, we'd walk every day. And after one crazy storm, we went back there to walk one day and there's like lightning that struck the tree. And the way it struck the tree, it broke off like one of its big branches. And as the scar or whatever, this burnt scar was in the shape of a heart. Just wild shit that it's like, oof, you know, what's going on here, right? And so even down to me now making risks and and then being like, oh, I was into the heart before too, before anything, you know. Um, 
another thing with Chase was like what he what he left behind in his uh, writings. You know, a lot of crazy stuff of oh, man, just you know, almost warnings or you know what whatever you want to call it, like uh, like he had some crazy intuition, and so you know he had this uh, when he passed away. He had this, uh, his grandma found this note that he had written. It was like, you know, just a poem or a rap song, whatever he was working on. And, you know, we were, she calls the mom and I'm over there with his mom and his dad in Georgia. I just went to his grave site. And so I was hanging out with them and showing them his music and showing them like, this is your son. Like, look how talented he was, you know. And it was a really special, beautiful moment. And in that time, we get a call from his grandmother. And she's like, I just found these uh, writings that Chase had. And gosh, they're just so beautiful. I felt compelled to tell, to, to read it to you. And so the mom, you know, Chase's mom puts it on speaker. And she's like, um, okay, mom, go, you know, tell us, tell us whatever he wrote. And she tells us this beautiful poem that's so introspective and so like it shakes you to your core. So we were all kind of like gathered around the phone trying to listen to it, um, you know, right side by side to each other. There's four of us and we're listening to this phone, like kind of all huddled together. And in one of, and it gets to this point where he goes, uh, we need to properly plan rebuttals. Because right now I'm a, uh, a big fish swimming in street puddles. He was six seven, got shot, and uh, right before it, he was like, "Come together like a huddle." At that point, we fucking lost it, right? When he goes, "Come together like a huddle," properly planned rebuttals. Because right now I'm a big fish swimming in street puddles. Yeah, and so you know, something just heavy, the things that you can't explain. It's almost like the man was speaking to us from the grave. Um. And, you know, there were times where I thought like, man, I just want, I just, I just hope my homies rest in peacefully. You know, I want him to be resting peacefully. I don't want him to be like, you know, I don't know, you know, whatever this type of thing is. But like at the same time, we can't really explain this. You know, it's, it's more on the, on the woo-woo side of things that we can't really fully explain. You just kind of feel, you know, and so things like that with Chase have really, uh, kept me making music, kept me writing, kept me making art, kept me skating, kept me doing these things because it's like, you know, you, you got to do it for the love. You got to do it for the love, you know. Um, so, you know, I want to say, obviously, rest in peace to my homies. And I want to say, you know, all the strength to the families and shout out to the families, you know, both Chase's family, both Michael. Michael's family, you know, and I hope everybody's good. Um, things have been super tough, but, you know, I'm sure they've had their own signs. If, if, you know, these guys are willing to give their friends signs, you know, send them signs from, from whatever source of energy or consciousness that I believe it is, you know, um, they're definitely sending their family some. So, um, so those are the, more of the, you know, real personal 
signs in life that I've seen. Um, a lot of crazy stuff. But, you know, you could also see signs within what you're doing. And that comes back to, um, you know, recognizing the signs. And, and if you're recognizing signs and, and seeing signs, it's because you're either following the right path or it's pushing you to follow the right path. You know, so like things like music have shown me signs in the sense that, you know, you know, meeting people like Chase and, and all that and the impact they have on you and on your music and everything, but also just working, you know, I started just doing it on my own and recording in my closet. I had ripped a rock band microphone that you used to plug into the PlayStation. I put that into a beat up laptop and that's how I started recording songs. And so I went from that to, you know, just trying to find yourself more as an artist and kind of being pulled into it um, to making more serious music to interning at probably the best studio I could have ever interned at and seeing the certain, you know, just like you kind of just find yourself in these steps and these different things where it's like, I've met, you know, famous rappers, I've met um, musicians that are in the game, people behind the scenes, right? Um, and, you, you know, you get this sense of like, Ooh, I'm getting there, I'm getting there, I'm getting there. And it's still such a long road, you know, and it's not like I've, I've got any real success in music, but you know what I have succeeded with music is like this sense of fulfillment you know in the sense of it's spiritually and emotionally fulfilling right and these experiences that i've had have really made it worth it um same thing with the skating right same thing with the skateboarding um uh, if i wasn't meant to be skateboarding um the signs in, in life would have shown me. So, you know, it's, it's shown me contrary. Like I started skating at 10. We used to skate van skate park. That was the first place I really learned to uh, ride like ramps and vert and stuff like that. I did that when I was like 12. Um, so having, right. And, and then that place closed. It's been years and years. I haven't skated that half pipe probably since I was like 14. And then I'm, I think I was around 23 and I moved back with my parents for the summer and started working to save money. And I started going to the skate park. They opened up on John Young in Orlando, Kissimmee area. And skating there, I met this dude by the name of Shane Mulligan, Mountain Mulligan. And Shane works with Team Payne and they are the ones who uh, extracted the ramps from vans and they kept some of them. So here I am at 23, 24, you know, all of a sudden I'm in this undisclosed location with them skating the ramp that I learned to drop in and skate when I was 12 years old. So, you know, it's like, uh, those are signs, man. Those are signs of, you know, you're kind of meant to do this. You're meant to be skating. You're meant to be meeting people. You're meant to be creating. Um, and art's a pretty crazy one too, man. So let's go into this now. You know, you got you heard a little brief kind of like my experiences, and there's way more signs in life that I could really talk about. Um, but how do you learn from them? Uh, and that's 
I think that's what we're meant meant to do when we see these signs is not not only accept it but kind of learn from it. And I think that's kind of you know it's a it's a fine line at that point where where it's like emotion versus logic, you know. You know, one can brush it off and think of it as a coincidence or this or that, but you know, there is that, you know, like I said before, the sense of calming, the sense of emotion that you get when these things kind of happen. Um, and so, you know, how do you learn from that? And it probably varies between what people are getting, you know, people could be getting signs in life to change their habits, change the way they live, you know, more, you know, more serious signs of, of things like that. If you're battling addictions, battling depressions and, and the things of that nature. So those people are totally getting signs and, and it's hard to cope with that. And sometimes, you know, it's like, how do you, how do you learn from it? And it's, it's like anything. I think I'm just lucky. I've had these disciplines in my life that have made me push myself to do things. And so when you get signs in life, you got to push yourself to do, do things. And, and nobody's perfect. And things take time. You know, things are tough, man. And, you know, you might, you might be um, good for these next couple days, next couple weeks, but then you have like a down. And that's okay, too. You know, it's, it's, it's just part of life, part of living. And so the important thing is to try and learn from these, uh, uh, synchronicities, try to learn from these signs in life, you know, and recognize them. And they can be very impactful and, you know, kind of change your perspective on things and perspective on life. If you allow them to, you know, um, look at, look, people do, um, you look at older people now, right? There's this thing kind of going on with uh, older people wanting to do DMT and try that DMT out, right? And um, I think those people are trying to find something. They're trying to find some sort of uh, sense of, I don't know if it's fulfillment, but they're, they're looking for a sign in life, right? They're they're specifically doing these trips or whatever to experience something they've never experienced before. And at the same time to, to change their perspective on something on life or whatever. And that's what I've noticed with a lot of those people. And, um, you know, from my experience that that thing is, it's a very intense thing to do. Um, because, what you what you end up realizing, at least what I realized from it, is that it's there's so much going on around us in the world um, that we have no idea or control about. So, for example, you know we're we're operating on a certain wavelength, a certain frequency. When you do something like that, it kind of really messes up your chemical balances in a way to where you're kind of operating at a different frequency and you notice things differently you know you notice you notice this like static in the air or whatever this like kind of like electricity buzz in the air you notice sounds you notice you know color you notice uh 
almost like the life of, of things, you know, and it's a super trippy thing that people do, you know, but I never got any crazy sense of fulfillment out of it or anything because it's like, I, I've always known who I am. I've always been comfortable with who I am. I've always known what I wanted to do. And so I've never needed to really do anything like that, you know, but out of the sake of the experience, you know, it, it was, it's definitely something profound and it's definitely different for everybody. You could tell when people do it. And, um, you know, it's just a lot, a lot is around us that we don't necessarily notice. So there is that. And that kind of goes back into the science of life where it's like, why wouldn't somebody that, that has gone, you know, is no longer with us, be able to somehow through consciousness, through energy, send signs somehow where it's like, if you're if they're living in your mind, just from your thought, you're, you're thinking about them. You're kind of creating a, you know, consciousness, a frequency for that to kind of tap into, you know? And I think in a sense like that, it's like, why is that not possible? You know, why would that be so out of the realm? You know, you see, you see in that video of the, the mother who's grieving at her son's funeral, I guess her little boy had passed away for some horrible, you know, disease or whatever it was. And, uh, and you see this video, of this woman just crying, you know, and then, but, but the video caught this goddamn balloon floating over to her slowly. And this balloon just kind of like, whoop, just kind of got on her and she started hugging the balloon almost like as if her child was there almost as if her child was sending her a sign of comfort you know of love um there's some shit you just can't fucking explain you know and and to rule it out of the realm of possibilities is you know i at least believe in it enough to where it's like you know, I'm not over here thinking about this every day necessarily or being like, you know, super wrapped up in it, man, and talking about like this to people every day, man, nothing like that. <laughs> you know, because there's just shit I couldn't explain and it was more of like I felt this type of stuff. And um, I think what you got to do to recognize these signs and everything is you got to live for love. You got to be genuine with yourself. You got to be a hundred percent real with yourself and, and those around you. And you got to do what you, what you feel you're meant to do, you know, because, um, at the end of the day, we can't really explain everything about life and death and what comes next. And this journey in between, you know, sometimes you, you just got to take things in for what they are. You know, whatever that may be. Um, I'll give you another little one. I was uh, a couple years back. I was I took like some, you know, a real strong brownie, right? <laughs> and the brownie had me going. You know, thinking about some crazy shit and, and thinking about reevaluating my life and what I what I should do. And it was like a really heavy trip and. Uh, had me thinking a lot and, and I was seeing these signs of like 
you know, I'm not a very religious person or anything like that. I, I am, I consider myself, you know, spiritual in the sense that I do think there's just energy, you know, that, that that's what religion and science is trying to explain is the energy, you know, where, whether it's God or the, you know, the God particle, it's the same thing. Right. And so, um, so I felt like God was sending me signs for the first time. I was really like, God, <laughs> the God is sending me signs, right? I was tripping on that level, you know, throwing a pack of cigarettes away. I don't want to smoke anymore. I'm going to kill myself. Why am I going to kill myself? I got so much to do, right? Um, just things like that. And, and I was thinking like, specifically thinking God. And I remember going into the car and it goes back into the same, like about the alien shit, that story that I started out with. Um, I get into the car and I go, I'm thinking, oh, you know what? Let me listen to top 40 hits because I'm never really, I never listen to that shit. And so I changed it up and I listened to top 40 hits. You know, first song, God's plan, God's plan, God's plan, right? Second song, it was like some other shit about God. Hallelujah, you know, whatever the fuck it was. Everything had something about God mentioned it into it. And so, you know, just... Just science, man. Sometimes you just got to be so open-minded. Sometimes you got to be, yeah, just kind of let yourself go, man, from time to time. You'll be able to read signs. So hope you enjoyed that. I know it's definitely one of the more trippy and esoteric things I could talk about, but it's guided my life for a while, and I'm stoked to be where I'm at. So Hope you enjoyed the risk report with Roman the Stoic. Uh, we'll see you next time. Peace.